0: Miranda Lambert
1: Kim Kardashian
0: Caitlyn Jenner
1: The Hamptons
0: Celebrity breakups
1: Ben Affleck
0: Bill Cosby
1: Kendall Jenner
0: Josh Duggar,
1: Carmelo and Lala Anthony
0: Bill Clinton
1: Diane Sawyer
0: Molly Sims
1: Miranda Lambert
0: Gene Simmons
1: Jennifer Aniston
0: John Paulson
1: Hannah Bronfman and Brendan Fallis
0: Jared Fogle
1: Bobby Brown
0: Amanda Bynes,
1: Scott Disick,
0: Justin Bieber,
1: Chris Brown,
0: Kanye West,
1: Courtney Kardashian,
0: Donald Trump,
1: Lamar Odom,
0: Janelle Evans,
1: Harry Styles,
0: Serena Williams, Drake, Nicki Minaj,
1: Celine Dion,
0: Chris Jenner and Corey Gamble,
1: Jennifer Lopez,
0: Sarah Silverman,
1: Allison Brie,
0: Justin Bieber
1: Caroline Wozniacki
0: Nick Gordon
1: Maria Sharapova and Kevin James
0: Maria Menounos and Kat Sadler
1: Rosie O'Donnell
0: Cindy Crawford
1: Karen Alexander
0: Helena Christensen
1: Peter Lindbergh Tyga Nicholas Brendan
0: Kevin Bacon
1: Jennifer Lawrence and Amy Schumer
0: Jerry Seinfeld
1: Sean Avery
0: Clint Eastwood
1: Chesley Sullenberger
0: Silvio Berlusconi,
1: Bethany Frankel,
0: Toby Sheldon,
1: Lady Gaga,
0: Rafael Nadal,
1: Kylie Jenner,
0: Anderson Cooper,
1: Rachel Dolezal,
0: Stephen Colbert,
1: David Koch,
0: Harry Styles,
1: Ariana Rockefeller,
0: Pope Francis,
1: Melissa Rivers, VMAs, Chloe Kardashian,
0: Tori Spelling,
1: Jonathan Adler and Simon Dunan
0: Brian Cranston Avicii Amanda Peterson
1: Chad Kroger
0: Marissa Acocella Marchetto Lena Dunham Andy Roddick
1: Avril Levine
0: Nora Efren
1: Santa Dorazio
0: Ali Fidatowski
1: Tom Brady
0: Diane Kruger and Elizabeth Banks
1: Jake Gyllenhaal
0: Alessandra Ambrosio Mark Ruffalo, Charlie Sheen,
1: Kate Blanchett,
0: Elizabeth Hasselbeck,
1: The Hamptons,
0: U.S. Open Tennis,
1: Nicki Minaj,
0: Celebrity Divorces,
1: Kylie Jenner,
0: Al Roker,
1: Damon Waynes,
0: Rita Ora,
1: Jessica Alba,
0: Harvey Weinstein,
1: Aretha Franklin,
0: Gabrielle Anwar,
1: Sharif Malnick,
0: Victoria Beckham,
1: Sandra Bullock, Beyonce, The View,
0: Celebrity Real Estate,
1: Candace Cameron Burr,
0: Taylor Swift,
1: Jessica Simpson,
0: Tina Fey and Amy Poehler,
1: Ken Griffin,
0: Kaylee Cuoco Sweeting, Luke Perry, Jonathan Adler, Neil Young, Bruno Mascolo,
1: Cindy Crawford, Sean White, Charlie XCX,
0: Mark Anthony,
1: Alicia Keys and Swizz Beats.
0: Stephen Colbert.
1: New York Fashion Week.
0: David Muir.
1: Hilaria Baldwin.
0: Jeremy Scott.
1: Josh Brolin.
0: Lauren Conrad.
1: Justin Timberlake.
0: Joan Rivers.
1: John Slattery.
0: Uma Thurman.
1: Rihanna and Travis Scott. Iman. Christy Brinkley.
0: David Bowie.
1: Natalie Massinet
0: Mark Jacobs.
1: Margarita Missoni.
0: George and Barbara Bush.
1: Anthony Weiner.
0: Hillary Clinton. Ray Kelly. Tom Hardy.
1: Joan London.
0: Caitlyn Jenner.
1: Katy Perry.
0: Beverly Johnson.
1: Nicole Curtis.
0: Kelly Rohrbach.
1: Jessica Alba.
0: Sarah Jessica Parker.
1: Ireland Baldwin. Kelly Ripa. Kim Kardashian and Northwest.
0: Camilla Alves.
1: Petra Nemkova,
0: Emily Radajowski
1: Simon Cowell, and Lauren Silverman,
0: Jesse Eisenberg,
1: Camilla Bell,
0: Pink and Willow Sage,
1: Robin Thick,
0: Hilaria and Alec Baldwin,
1: Josh Brolin and Katherine Boyd,
0: Frida Pinto,
1: Jake Gyllenhaal,
0: Johnny Depp, Demi Moore, Dakota Johnson,
1: Dave Franco and Allison Bree,
0: John Travolta,
1: Demi Lovato.
0: Eric Johnson and Jessica Simpson.
1: Natalie Portman. Rihanna. Okay, cool.
0: cool. <laughs> um, how,
1: how, how'd how that make you feel?
0: That, that I thought it was kind of fun. Towards the end, like the what was coming into my mind was like this weird, like fucked up red carpet, where mm. certain figures keep circling back, like, Justin Bieber being like hi I'm still Justin Bieber <laughs> <laughs> right yeah uh, and then the I mean I will admit I don't know everyone on this list me so either. it was it, I thought I don't know I the accumulation I thought got to a point where it was like almost absurd and funny to yeah me. yeah
1: yeah it's funny you bring up the red carpet because there is that poem later in the book um <laughs> mm-hmm. this book by the way is called Death Wish it's by Ben Fama um called uh uh the function of fantasy in the Lacanian reel where um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a, a, a dream or a fantasy of um, being on the red carpet um, and being interviewed by death or having mm-hmm. played death in a movie or something like that. I mean, it's it's kind of like amorphous everything that's happening. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I. Uh, it's hard to talk about any theme in this book without immediately connecting it to, like, everything else it's about. Yeah, so gonna, like, yeah. Not, get lost in the free association but Mm -hmm. what are your like immediate um responses um to the work overall
0: to the to the book itself yeah Yeah. um I really enjoyed it um the thought that came to my mind is like I kind of what you said about like it's hard to read this book without connecting it to everything like I feel it's very much of this sort of uh anthropocene hell world that we find ourselves living in and I feel like it's just it's to me it's written from the perspective of someone who is just sort of like staring down the absurdity of the end of the world Mm -hmm. um and there's I think there's like a lot of hedonism in this book and I feel like hedonism is one of like the few ethical choices we have at the end of the world Mm -hmm. um yeah, partic- like the section in particular, <laughs> I was kind of wishing we had talked about this uh, last episode, but right. the middle middle section of the book is very sexy, and I was yeah. like, oh, this is just horny enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I I thought, I, I really enjoyed reading it. Like, a lot of it, I think, speaks to my sensibility, um, mm-hmm. and yeah as i was reading it it I, it also made me think a bit of kate durbin's um e entertainment book have you read that no no it's um kate durbin she it came out in like 2014 or 2015 i think but kate durbin like uh transcribed basically um to the best of her abilities as accurately as possible various episodes of like the Real Housewives or the OC Mm -hmm. and it it gets to this point where like she's just describing what she's seeing but in in sort of observing herself looking at these cultural artifacts like we see just how fucking stupid it is and like how I don't know and that sort of the absurdity of that is lifted and I felt some of that in this work also like particularly in that opening sequence where it's just the list of celebrity names it's just like this march, unending march of like, <laughs> pretty meaningless people. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah. What did you think of the book?
1: Um, I also really liked it. Um, I thought that um, you mentioned hedonism at the end of the world, and there's plenty of that. But then I, I also didn't feel like, um, I didn't feel like the overall message of the book was one of resignation or total nihilism. Yeah. 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 There are definitely moments where um uh you can tell he's trying to feel something real um mm-hmm. or the speakers in the poems are trying to feel something real mm-hmm. um and uh hedonism uh, you know you mention it as an ethical choice and i think um you know at this apocalyptic moment a lot of us are kind of constantly going back and forth between whether or not we we think we um uh can fully indulge in hedonism um and whether or not that's the only way to to really exist honestly right Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. and also like i don't know like doing shit with dsa at the same time like no like we still have a shot to like you know maybe you know um pass some fucking legislation or something or even just like maintain a relationship that's not predicated entirely on like um you know transactional uh narcissistic uh, pursuit of pleasure um sure
0: sure yeah yeah I feel like um the, the part part the there was a p- part of this book where I felt like it kind of I was like oh man and it, that was the section where it's it's th- these moments that op- op- occur in the text that are like in italics and I'm mm-hmm. assuming they're either like text messages or voicemails they seem to be some sort of sourced text um but the one at the end bottom of page 83 it's like hey it's ben sorry to leave a voicemail i really hate it when people do that but (laughs) um i just yeah i was like that kind of pulled at my heartstrings um but yeah there also seems to be sort of a, a a confused like longing for human connection in this book too either through sex or like fucked up friendships um which I think we can all like relate to, but then there's some really sweet ones too. Like this poem, my new book is dedicated to you. Um, It seems to be just like a pretty genuine poem for a friend. Um, And I'm very into that. Like, yeah, poets being pals. (laughs) Sure. Um, But yeah, I almost want to read that one out loud. Do you mind if I do? Go, go for it. Okay. So this, it's called, my new book is dedicated to you. Calm, prosaic, slightly desperate, I don't know. I'm in okay time. Melting cheese at the dinner party. It's frozen outside, almost snowing. We're getting high. I'm thinking about Colette, who wrote Gigi, about a young Parisian girl caught between romance and economic exigencies. Her name was Gabriella too. Were you named for her? Looking at your posts, you're reading poetry to friends. I text you, ça va? You write back much later. Je suis triste. Um and that yeah that just feels I don't know I can just like see that and I feel like I've been there
1: (laughs) sure yeah yeah I reading that poem again today um I was wondering if Gabriella might be uh Gabby Bess
0: that Um, was my thought I I had that thought yeah
1: um and like reading the book and being able to guess that definitely like uh highlights the um the feeling that you're um kind of being welcomed into or at least having like a like a voyeuristic window into mm-hmm. someone's intimate world um, which yeah. is the actual relationship I have with Ben Fama in real life because yeah. like yeah. <laughs> I follow him on Instagram and he follows us on Instagram and like I know who his friends are. Um, yeah, and so Yeah, that's also interesting to think uh, uh, about like this obsession with the public in um, uh, in this book, I guess Mm -hmm. the obsession with celebrity is kind of part of a larger obsession with the public. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know the, the, the public and the private is, is just something that like, um, it's impossible not to think about if, um, you are on the internet or alive right now, period. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's funny hearing you say this. I just scrolled to, um, is it the poem? It's on the preceding, or it's two pages ahead, the poem two pages ahead, on page 48. Yeah, on page 48, it's a work of art, and just, like, the first three lines of this, to be human is to fuck up, having taken speed, I panicked in MOBA beside a Sarah. Like, (laughs) I, like, laughed out loud at my desk at work today when I was looking over this. Um, But, yeah, like, this uh, just sort of, yeah, confusion and, like... Am I, am I, like, on speed at MoMA right now? Like, what is right. this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, and, and like, being on speed at MoMA is, like, um, simultaneously a completely artificial and completely real experience in the mm-hmm. way that an Instagram story is. And it, yes. like, I, I feel, yeah, reading these poems, like, um, I feel like he actually is conveying what it's like to, to literally, like, not be able to decide or know or feel confident that an experience you're having is real at any given time. And that's so hard to do. Totally. Um, Totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like uh, something you just said, like sort of the, the unreality of all of this, like the, um, the section of the book that follows this like march of names is a section where there are either, like, tercets or couplets that are each just one line. Mm -hmm. Um, And I found that, like, the use of white space and just putting one word on one line, like, to me, sort of suggests, like, uh, there's, like, other things that could be on that line that are unsaid. Like, I don't think it's, like, he's just coming up with these easy phrases and breaking them into lines, but it's, like, Mm -hmm um, tepid content strategy, sad journal aesthetic, Mm -hmm. rich, lazy frenemy. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah, I feel like there's, and that's also, it's the, this, the smallness of it is also kind of in the, like, mode of social media. Like, I could see these being someone's Instagram story, just, like, in text. Mm -hmm. And it's just all kind of broken and, like, um yeah I don't know I just I really enjoyed it I lost my train of thought there but I was going somewhere (laughs) yeah
1: I mean so much of the the simplicity is so deceptive um I like I have read um writing that like looks like this and Mm -hmm. like immediately like written it off as um uh just like you know someone being a prankster or like trying to like um flex by like not really like trying and like I mm-hmm. don't I, I didn't feel that um uh very often reading this book um yeah I I think like I I think there probably was in some places I think he probably thought a lot about which um random words am I going to use here in some yes. places he didn't and it yeah. still works um
0: yeah and it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I'm, I'm just just looking at like one page is Wet Coke Summer Cerveza Ad Agency Queens Horror, <laughs> Horror Subscription Shade Cushioned Overtime Podcast One Studio Mazda Miata Avenue like that. You know, I can like see his brain sort of like spiraling out on the language, um, yeah. Which I think is really exciting. I also just want to say that I like love the um, the color of the font.
1: Totally, yeah. <laughs> of
0: this book, like it's it's like this like deep like purple drank color Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and i just think it's so perfect (laughs) yeah
1: and that is the perfect uh, phrase to use to describe it too (laughs) um yeah and the uh, i think initially when i um saw the the facebook event for the party that he threw at saint vitus in brooklyn where Mm -hmm. he had um like, a metal band and a noise band play, um, and I saw, like, a picture of the book with just the black cover and the Uh sort of, like, quasi, like, metal font. Right. I thought, like, this is going to be really kind of, like, like, poppy and alty and stupid. Um, Yeah. And it's really, really interesting the way he's kind of, like, appropriating, like, uh, what it looks like when something is, like, extremely branded mm-hmm. um and like the question of whether or not um it has any depth to it um or whether it's just like like blank and edgy and boring yeah is, like yeah. like it's hard enough to answer that that question that that like becomes interesting in itself yeah does that make sense <laughs>
0: yes no totally totally yes and while you're saying that like what you were saying about having like the like the gesture gest gesture that's funny. That's a funny slip. Gesture. Uh, gesture of brandedness. Like there's this part in the later section of the book where um he says there's French theory in these unique low joggers, Amber mm-hmm. moves, Crystal Fairies, Life's Rich Pageant, all your poses on the internet. She texts me, she texts me not. So like yeah, like uh i the way he's i just enjoy reading the way he is reading the world Mm -hmm. um and to like like amber moves what is that and chris like i I love that crystal fairies are like running alongside joggers in uniqlo and Mm -hmm. he's like stating that there is an underlying theory i don't know and that i think is maybe a little tongue-in-cheek but it's just um i don't know
1: yeah a lot of the juxtapositions are really smart um
0: yeah yeah like i feel like it's this is a book that's playing with like the banal in a very thoughtful way Mm -hmm. um that like yeah
1: yeah yeah um i uh, having noticed that there were like a couple of lacan references in the Mm -hmm. book i like tried to like Read up on Lacan and, and uh-huh. um, like really get a handle on like the the real versus the symbolic versus the imaginary. Uh-huh. Um, yes. And uh, I didn't try that hard, and I don't really have a, a full uh, <laughs> understanding of it. But um, my therapist is a Lacanian psychoanalyst, oh, tight. Um, so I just Sweet. yeah went in and I, I like talked to him about this book for a little while. That's um, awesome. And he um, was talking about fantasy um uh-huh. which um uh there's a, is, a poem it's the in this title story. of it's the title well, of his previous book previous book right it appears in a title of one of the poems in this book um uh-huh. and he was talking about how fantasy is just kind of a a, a a psychic structure and like we mostly talk about fantasy as like something that we desire um mm-hmm. you know in terms of a sexual fantasy or like a fantasy of, of being famous um which is what this podcast is um <laughs> but uh he was talking about how there, there are also dark fantasies like a horror movie is, mm-hmm. is a fantasy as well and whether yeah. it makes you feel good or it makes you feel bad are uh, that they still um are performing uh, a similar function and i like reading this and thinking about that i was like um when he's talking about um you know uh celebrities when he's talking about drugs when he's talking about death um when it you know seems to have a sort of like metal vibe to it versus Mm -hmm. when it seems to have like a bubblegum pop vibe to it like there i was like yeah this is like a fantastic universe basically totally
0: totally yeah that is that's definitely that's awesome um yeah and yeah there's so much like included in this fantastic world that he's built. Like I would be interested to hear cuz I I know like next to nothing about metal. Like <laughs> like where where you are seeing that in this and like what influences you think she might be drawing from.
1: Yeah, he um uh has like tweeted or like referenced metal um in social media and had um a metal band play at the um at the release um Mm -hmm. there's not i i didn't actually pick up on a lot of like metal um like lyrics um referenced in this it's definitely like there's definitely more allusions to pop but then i think that also like it it kind of um that's a kind of play as well where like it's called death wish and the cover is black and it has like a Mm -hmm. a goth look and you open it up and it's just like like Rihanna the whole way through. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I love that kind of like bait and switch. I also love yeah. there's a little tiny poem in here. Where is it? My Chemical Romance. Yes. Biting Your Titties on PCP. Like, oh, it's just so good. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Can you um, talk a little bit about um, his first book, Fantasy?
0: Yeah, Fantasy, I really loved. Um, I wish I had it right here next to me. Um but let me just look real quick. Fantasy came out, I think, in twenty fifteen. Um, but dealt with sort of similar concepts, I would say, like dealing with celebrity. Um, let me see if my internet will do the thing that I wanted to do. Um. Yeah, and it's it seemed to be, yeah, a lot of like. Again, like, the themes of, like, hedonism and, like, living in a body and, like, pushing that body to certain limits were definitely a part of it. Which I think is also interesting in, like, the context of fantasy being, like, like you said, like, a psychic structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, how that fantasy falls apart. Um, a lot about, like, Hollywood and, like, Fire Island. Uh, but, yeah, I thought that this what i read of uh death wish to me seems sort of more like a, a a slightly more like concise and developed version mm. of fantasy um and i like i i really like it when that happens like i feel like when i was starting out as a poet i was i had this sense that like i shouldn't be um writing about the same thing over and over again or i shouldn't be mm. returning to the same topics cuz it was just like I don't know, I was, like, concerned with, like, just generating content, but I have come to know, both for myself and, like, when I'm reading the work of others, that, like, the topics that you come back to over and over again or the poems that you sort of can't help but writing again are the ones that are really compelling. So I it was really interesting to me to read Death Wish and be like, oh, all right, sweet, like, he's still on this, like, yeah, this, like, celebrity pop like dark tip you know
1: yeah um i i also was um wondering um i i guess maybe this partly um had to do with the uh hyper allergic review that i read of it Uh um, in which uh the the um the reviewer said something about him having recently um uh gotten sober Uh uh-huh um Uh, I don't know if that's true Um, but I I, I did also think that there was this um, frustrated feel especially like uh, the closer you get to the end of the book of um, like trying to like get away from like all of this like like hedonism and and pleasure and fantasy and like try to like come back to earth um Mm -hmm. and not knowing how and like you know the 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 failure like the striving and the failure being like a victory over death in itself
0: yeah 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 um yeah it's it's funny how like the yeah i'm just looking at the end of the book here I feel cruel optimism with you, it's cool, Gucci streetwear at Maison Premier, the actual condo in the clouds, just want to breathe your air, grab your hair. So it's it seems to me like, uh, you know, I don't want to make any, like, statements about Ben Fama's life, but in these poems, at least to me, it seems like sex sort of takes the place of drugs. Mm, mm, mm. Um, like, there's something at the towards the end like this poem has a writing yeah where is it this poem has a writing crop and a body under the girlfriend experience in Mykonos no don't waste that blowout let's go regard model boats in the park whatever yeah so it's like you know but it's it seems to me like there's still something there even at the very end about um yeah just like sort of pushing the experience of being human that is available to us right now mm-hmm. to a certain limit. Um, the body persists long after the words that make it desirable have been used up. I saw my reflection in a pile of trash. Sometimes I don't really know what I'm doing. Those are the, <laughs> those are the final lines of the book. Um, yeah. and I do like that the book closes on this like sort of shrug.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like I don't really yeah. know what I'm, you know, um, I feel like, if, yeah, like perhaps a, a dumb prescriptive statement I would make to like students or something would be like, you know, finish a book or like a poem really strong. But I think this (laughs) is also kind of a, um, a statement about the whole book and like about the way this speaker is like moving through these poems and their world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a really like, Unexpectedly moving ending.
0: Yeah, 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 I thought so too.
1: Um, When you said before that, um, I think you said something like, it fits your vibe or something, Uh like, um, I guess uh, the question I'm asking is, uh, how, um, (laughs) what is your approach to living at the end of the world?
0: (laughs) What is my approach to living at the end of the world? Well... Yeah, I mean I th- I think well, let me address first like what what I meant by like this like fits my vibe is like I just really like the way in some of these poems like the lang- well, the language and just like the content of the poems really jump from place to place. Like there's mm-hmm. some really smart, I think like cutting and splicing of images together. Um, And, like, he's not providing us with a lot of connective tissue between lines, even though there are very rarely, like, stanza breaks in these poems. Um, And that kind of just, like... I just feel like that is a writer who's putting trust in their reader to, like, follow them as they're writing, and that's something I really appreciate. Like, I hate when a poem is, like, just gives me too much information to work with. Um, And I'm I'm trying to find an example, like... Um, the first few lines of forever came today, for example, poetry died just before summer, a phone charger fell in the middle of the room. I prayed to neon gods so hard to see a good thing pass touched by snow. She gave me a discount. So like just all that in one nugget, I think is really exciting, but okay. Mm -hmm. So to go to my approach to living in the end of the world, I mean, like I just, I, I, yeah, I'm of the belief that like we are truly fucked. Mm Uh, and, like, any, at this point, like, even if, I don't know, even if America was toppled and, like, replaced with an eco-socialist government tomorrow, like, Mm -hmm. I think we would still only have, like, maybe a hundred years. And I, this is my completely ascientific take on all of this, but, like, I just, yeah, basically I just think we're really fucked, and, like... The way I live my life personally is, like, I am just trying to do what I want to do with very little regard for, like, I'm just not thinking very far ahead, I guess, mm-hmm. is is what I mean. And I'm, like, just trying to live, like, right now and, like, thinking about, like, the next year or so. And I just want it to be, like, the best I can make it. Um, I mean, I'm like not out here doing PCP and sucking on titties, but that sounds awesome. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> maybe when you move to New York.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also like if anyone has a job for me in New York, that'd be tight because living my best life, uh, entails moving to New York right now. So, <laughs> cool. um, yeah, what do you, what are, what are your ethics for living at the end of the world?
1: Um, I mean, I think I, uh, am, um, basically just in denial um i think i mean i think if i really like leaned into the apocalypse um it would be 10 times as heavy as this book and i like don't want to like actually like (laughs) uh, i mean
0: yeah i yeah i feel like i don't know i don't know where i'm at in the like stage of grief but like i think i'm past denial but i'm like you know what this is like kind of fun i don't mm. know we like get to see the world burn and like uh it's exciting i just can't wait for the revolution to come
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know <sighs> yeah i like i mean fuck like what uh, we got it it's only it's only been half an hour and we already got to like like life like
0: yeah <laughs> I mean yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean granted like I'm in a right now I'm in a position of like relative privilege compared to like places that will be truly truly devastated by climate change in the end of the world but like we're all on this sinking ship together so I'm gonna try and make it fun I don't know (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm like as fully hedonistic as this book. Uh, we also don't know
1: that he is.
0: Right. Yeah. Don't yeah. know that he is either. But I also, yeah, I feel like I just, I personally like, fucking living in Kansas. Like there's not a whole lot of opportunity for me to right. be hedonistic, but, you know, trying to make those, make those changes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. um,
0: Should we plug our, the crush idea?
1: Do you want to do that?
0: Yeah. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. Ben Fama and Andrew Durbin run a press called Wonder Press. It's a great press. When they started the press, they would promote it by throwing parties called crush parties. Uh, A crush party is a party at which everyone is encouraged to invite their crush, and the crushes are encouraged to invite their crushes. Um, Apparently, these parties were very successful. I couldn't make any of them myself. Um, As an homage to that series of parties, we're going to throw a party on Instagram, as a sort of publicity stunt uh, to promote this episode and this podcast and this book and the apocalypse itself. Um, To come to the party, all you have to do is DM us your crush's Instagram handle and we will tag them in our story. And if you get tagged in our story, you have to DM us your crush's handle and hopefully everyone will tag their crush, and everyone will have a crush on someone, and the whole party will explode um, into a beautiful crush apocalypse. Um,
0: Yeah, we'll just explode the internet. That's where it's all going to happen. Yeah, cool.
1: And because Ben Pham is a black metal fan, um, in honor of the first black metal EP, uh, Death crush by Mayhem. We're going to call this episode hashtag Death Crush, and the hashtag for the online crush party will be hashtag Death Crush. Um, <laughs> cool. Yeah.
0: Cool. Death Crush. Add Death us crush, your crushes.
1: Add us your crush. We're having a crush party. Um, damn. Yeah. That's cool. it.
0: All right. All right. Edge play. Thanks everyone. Edge play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um email us and give us uh, a book deal both of us okay